0: for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The of Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Tuesday the 27th of July. Is almost, right? the 26th. It's oh, the 26th, 26. okay, right here. almost. Um, I'm Charles Firth and Dom is back. I'm back, yes,
1: after a couple of, of weeks doing other things, shall we say, which were tr- truly dreadful. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, be that as it may, now you've had a conversation without me with a new senator.
0: That's right, David Shoebridge, he's the new Green Senator for New South Wales. No, Parliament starts today, doesn't it? It's Tuesday. Which you
1: know because of all the notifications on your phone saying that, oh,
0: Parliament started. And Mm. so he's going to be sitting down on his nice leather chair, Mm. uh, sitting in Parliament for the first time ever, in Federal Parliament. He, of course, comes originally from State Parliament. Um, But it's interesting because, Dom, you wouldn't know this unless you listened to the podcast last week.
1: Which I did absolutely not do. Uh,
0: But we came up with this idea uh, late last week that what we wanted to do this week was solve all the world's problems. Right. So that we don't have to sort of worry about them anymore. So the interview that I did with David Shoebridge just earlier uh, is all about trying to solve the environment, climate change, all that sort of stuff. So right. pretty sure we sort of come to a good thing on that. And then I was thinking tomorrow let's solve the problems in America.
1: Oh yeah, we'll yeah. get Dave Smith back. Yeah. yeah, that's
0: good. And then later in the week, I don't know what else. A pandemic, we should yep. solve that. Yeah, and, and then by so the, famine. I- the idea is by the end of the week mm. we just have solved all the problems and next week we can just go back to sort of talking about I don't know. Go back to the pub. No, we won't yeah, do. Um so hang on.
1: You've, you, your solution is to talk to a Green senator to come up with an excellent <laughs> blueprint for how the world should be. Yeah. How, does it, how do they implement it?
0: Oh, they, they don't. They, they, they vote against you it. You just have the <laughs> blueprint. Okay, yeah, they, right. they, If anything you know, is not exactly to their perfect standards, they just vote against it.
1: You know the notion of letting <laughs> the perfect be the enemy of the good? Yeah. I think that's the Greens Party <laughs> <laughs> motto.
0: Well, let, well, actually, let's find out from David Chubridge straight after this.
2: a lot can happen in three years like a chat bot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com the chaser report news a few days after it happens
0: David Shoebridge, thank you for coming back on the show. Now you're you're just saying it's day two of Senate. What, what does that mean? Is the Senate no, sitting?
3: This is day two of Senate school, so you have this sort of you know intensive Senate for dummies kind of thing that we're going through. So the actual Senate itself kicks off on Tuesday.
0: And so is it? Do they give you lessons on? Because you're a cross bencher, right? Like, do they give you lessons on sort of doing? theatrical, performative stunts in Parliament, like dressing up in a burka or something. You
3: get a choice of costumes, you know, sauce bottle (laughs) or whatever you want to do, you know, large recycle, there's a choice of costumes. And
0: and I noticed you're wearing one of those little red lapel badges. They
3: they ask you to do this in the first week so that the staff know who you are at least.
0: Because only senators are allowed those badges, aren't they? And it, it means that when you go through security... No one bugs you because it's like, oh, he's definitely a senator. Can I get that off you once you've you know used it for a week? Because that would be really you can, useful.
3: You can lose them um, and then you pay for <laughs> replacement. I, yeah. had one, I had one at a state level. I lost it in the first week and I never got another hmm. one.
0: Yeah, that was very handy. Thanks for that. Yeah,
3: so I could lose it at any point, Charles. I just let you know it
0: could be lost. So, what is it like? You, you've come. You're a green senator. You've come from New South Wales Parliament directly into federal Parliament. What is? What's the major difference? Are there more paper ba- brown paper bags floating around in state politics, in especially in New South Wales, or is, are there a good quantity like? More paper bags here what's it like well
3: i mean i look one of the depressing things about being a green is you never i've never been offered money i was a councillor i was never offered money we had we could decide development matters i was never offered money i was a state mp i was never offered money as a greens m as a Greens, and now i'm in the federal senate like you know day two of senate school still not not been offered any inducements i think it's part of the problem with being a green um they think it's not worth you know, either it's not worth the investment or we're not yeah. going to take it. I'm not sure what it is, but there is. I mean, the big difference I notice is in in Sydney, right? The, the, there's a little parliament attached to a big city. And in Canberra, there's a bloody big parliament, um, which kind of dominates a small city. And it is I mean, it's it's kind of like a dangerous big bubble that you get sucked into.
0: Yeah, right. So so already you're becoming distant and out of touch and and thinking, ah oh, well, the climate's not bad here, so don't really need to do anything about it. Is it?
2: I've been here 48 yeah.
3: hours. It's all roughly yeah. a constant temperature, I you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the, yeah. You can feel it. I tell you, you can feel it. You know, you, you get picked up mm. in a car from the airport and they take you to Parliament and they drop you off at the entrance mm. and then you Everyone calls you a senator, and you can feel it. You can, mm. and it's you know, yes. you knew for a fact you weren't special as a state MP. You just need to hold on to that down here,
0: mind you. a Green senator, you know. I mean, you know, you know. I mean, yeah, pretty special. Anyway. No, it's, yeah. yeah, it's very special. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, um, okay. um, having
2: <laughs> having removed
3: the parliamentary pension, maybe you don't have quite the same feeling of immunity, yeah. and that's a good thing.
0: How many How many years do you have to sit there? David to get the parliamentary pension. No, there's no pension. There's no pension at all. Yeah, there's no oh. pension. When you, when you finish,
3: you finish. I think there's a six month exit payment you get, like a kind of redundancy payment. Um, mm, that that didn't apply at the state level, so I got nothing at yeah. state level. Which I'm not complaining about because you get No, nah,
0: Because you get good super as well at the state level. Fifteen
3: you? you get fifteen percent super. I think that's the that's the perk. Um, yeah, yeah. In terms of you know retirement things, yeah. but no, there's no there's no pension. Mm-hmm. Available. You've just got to keep working.
0: And just walking around Parliament House, have you found that the desks there are particularly sexually alluring? Like, have do you suddenly understand? Oh, right, that's what was going on in the last Parliament.
3: Yeah, I can't. I can't work it out. It's not obviously apparent when you first walk in that there's anything special about the desks or the furniture. And I knew you would. Um, I knew you'd ask this, so I've yes. been looking at it with a very clear eye. They just look like regular furniture to me. I think the issue is with the people. Have you checked out the prayer room yet? I haven't. And um, I've got to tell you, there's something seriously, I was talking with a couple of the other incoming senators about this, and there's something really cooked about an institution where they make the meditation and prayer room like a deeply problematic place. I mean, there is something wrong.
0: (laughs) Somewhere which actually requires, you know, concerted steam cleaning on a regular basis.
3: Yeah. And, it, you know, <laughs> that, that should not be a place where you kind of laugh about how toxic it is. The meditation and prayer room yeah, yeah, is just yeah, like yeah. a place you don't want to go. I mean, that's,
0: that's a problem. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get on to more substantial things. And what we're doing this week on the podcast, David, is solving all of the world's problems, right? We thought we'd divide a whole week to it because, you know, people just haven't. So- Set aside the sort of time that's required to do this, but if we thought if we get a whole week, we can solve all the world's problems. Then we can sort of get back more to normal. Like, uh, don't you get sort of frustrated with having to talk about the climate and pandemic and everything like that? It'd just be better if we just got it. So, so, yeah. So first questions first is this whole issue about forty three percent. Now, what what is happening with that? Because that was really big last week. Seems to sort of have faded. Like. Are you guys gonna agree to that, you know, planet destroying low target? Or are you gonna vote against it, in which case there'll be no target at all? So which one? Are you gonna destroy the planet slowly or slightly faster? Yeah,
3: well the the the, right now we're in negotiations (laughs) with Labour about it. What we do know is this. If it's a ceiling, if 43% is a ceiling and that's mm. one view of the draft bill, well, then that's just like almost, you know, that is a really deeply problematic thing. It can't be a ceiling because we know the science says 43% reduction by 2030 on on greenhouse gas emissions is going to cook the mm. planet.
0: But it's not a ceiling. It's a floor. They've already said that, haven't they?
3: Well, I mean, I, that's highly contested on the drafting of the bill because on one view they have to come back to parliament to raise it above 43% the way that the bill is drafted. And that is something that we – we, I mean, we had a meeting earlier this week. All the 16 Greens and MPs and senators came together. We, we, we sort of went through all these issues mm. um, and we said – to, um, well, we said Adam, go in and sort it. So he's going to fix yep. it up this weekend, so it's all oh, under great. control. Okay. Um, yeah. And we'll come back on Monday and Adam will have fixed it
0: all. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, But don't you think, no, I'll just pose this to you, though, that, you know, if, if Labor sticks their heels in and says, no, 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 it's got to be 43%, that's what we went to the election with. Don't you think that they have a man- – like, if their mandate is to destroy the planet with a 43% goal, then surely they should be allowed to enact that mandate?
3: Well, they, whatever this mandate idea is, but they got about mm. 33% of the vote, um, and they seem to have a majority downstairs for the moment, but they do not have a majority in the Senate. And we have the balanced power in the Senate. We're going to work on that, on what we went to the parliament, what we went to the election. Mm. Like we went to the election with a target that matches the science of 75% reduction by 2030 and keeping coal and gas in the ground. And I suppose some of this discussion about 43 or 75 or whatever, the key issue for us with this bill is if it passes um, in in a hopefully improved form, will it it work to keep coal and gas in the ground or more coal and gas in the ground than otherwise Mm. without this bill? And that's our kind of the test that we're having. It's, you know, 43%. 55%, 70%, 75%. Fifty-five percent, seventy percent, seventy-five percent. It's really how it works in the next mm, few yep. years between twenty and thirty about keeping coal and gas in the ground because that's that's actually the tar- That's actually what should be the target.
0: Now I have to pick you up there. You just said uh, you know they've got a majority in the lower house for the moment. Are you planning to assassinate one of the labor MPs so that Labor suddenly is in minority? Is that, is that what's going on? That,
3: that isn't that isn't the current plan. It's it's yeah. not on the work agenda. It's not on the future plan. Yeah. But um, they have yeah. a very slim majority. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I'm mm. booked into the parliamentary gym to keep myself fit over the next three to six years. <laughs> and I would recommend to Albanese, he gets his entire team to do the same.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so next thing is the Environment Report. That came out last week. And that's the one that the previous government, for some reason, sat on. Um in the lead up to the last election it it basically says that the entire environment in Australia is on a path to destruction. My question is what is wrong with driving koalas to extinction
3: you know, the um last week um mm. I took a little bit of time off with the family you know still mm. working you can't get away from that. We went up to Townsville mm. and then took the um ferry out to Magnetic Island, and I've still got a free trip for the ferry to Magnetic Island, and I'm happy to give it to you, Charles, because we mm. went for a walk, and we saw, on each day, we were there twice, on each day we saw two koalas. And um, I've got to tell you, the mm. amount of yeah. time we spent just staring at koalas and feeling happy about the planet and happy about the world for a little while was um, yeah. was pretty special. So I'm I I'm going to shout you, a ferry to Magnetic Island and back, to go and look at the koalas, and you'll never ask that question again, Charles.
0: Yeah, see, because I... <laughs> I, I don't like koalas. Like, I think if I'd been standing there, I would have just gone, oh, No, yeah.
3: there was one particularly but... active koala, little fluffy ears, reaching up and grabbing gum leaves and looking exactly like some sort of version of real-life Blinky Bill. You would not have, Charles. I'll pay for the ferry, I, I tell you.
0: Oh, look, I, I have handled – I've handled – I've legally handled koalas before. I once did a comedy sketch where – in because in New South Wales, you're not allowed to handle koalas, but – I was doing this sketch. I think about killing koalas, actually, and you had to wear these inch-thick rubber gloves. They're vicious, vicious creatures. Not only vicious, but incredibly dumb, right? Like Their brain is tiny because eucalyptus leaves just are not a good nutritious thing to eat, right? So they're, they're dumb and vicious. Yeah, I don't know. I just think
3: they think- chilled out. They are chilled yeah, out. They are yeah. seriously I, chilled are out. Are the
0: Greens in the pocket of big koalas? Is that what's going on? Like, Why the focus?
3: I've said it before. We would give koalas the vote if we possibly could, and then we would yeah. fight for their – they are not only their survival, but their expansion throughout the whole of the <laughs> conflict. It was, it was fascinating to see the way Labor played that when they announced it. They made it out like the big crime from the coalition – was delaying the release of this report. That was the big crime they wanted to talk about, how evil the coalition were for delaying the release of the report. And yes, that was evil and wrong and bad from the coalition. But that wasn't the evil in the oh, report. Oh, what was the evil? Eco Ecosystem collapse. And
2: the fact oh, that current yeah, economic yeah, yeah, system
3: bad. Yeah. is producing ecosystem collapse. I actually thought that was worse than the delay in releasing the report. Mm. But
0: Like I read it and... Like, they said, oh, all the wallabies are also going to die out. Like, there's eight wallaby species that are pretty much gone. And you're going, well, you know, because I, you know, just last week did a road trip up the Hume Highway. And you're going, wallabies present an enormous amount of damage to bumper bars each year. Like, the amount of roadkill that they... You know, inflict yeah, on us.
3: I've, I've read what and, the national say about this.
0: Yeah, if you get rid of wallabies, it, like get rid of those eight species, there'll be less bumper bar damage. This probably saves tens of millions of dollars a year in in crash repairs. Another
3: magnetic island story. We got off the ferry <laughs> the second time, and uh, we we're hanging around waiting for a bus. There's only kind of one bus, and this um this this nice older lady says to my wife Patricia, um, says oh, you should go down and see the wallabies bouncing around on the breakwater the breakwater mm. over there. And Patricia comes across and saw, saw us and the girls and said, we should go down and see the wallabies on the breakwater. And we said, they're having you on, Patricia. This is just a thing they're going to do with tourists. There won't be wallabies bouncing around on the rock breakwater. That's just silly. And mm. um, <laughs> the dogs are nice, but we're chuckling. She goes, no, I think there are. And we said, okay, so we, we kind of just to, um, you know, to be nice Mm. we walked down expecting to be sort of you know made a full of and the entire breakwater at um just at the ferry thing is like covered Mm. in little rock wallabies it was it was extraordinary I mean they were just bouncing around everywhere they were about you know no more than a meter high it was it was bizarre wow okay yes it was amazing
0: actually okay we'll just have to agree to disagree on whether wallabies are good or not The Chaser Report.
2: Less news, less often.
0: Don't you think it's astounding, though, how bad Susan Lee was as an environment minister? Are, you allowed to alu- are we allowed to least allowed to that? I think it
3: was outrageous. Like, she, she, the, the, if the environment minister doesn't release the report on the environment that says mm. the environment is going to hell in a handbasket, then what the hell is the environment minister for? You may as well just yeah. be the fossil fuels minister who also has control of the mm. environment. And... If you look at her decisions and you look at the coalition, they didn't really have an environment minister. They had just mm. another mining minister. Only one was in charge of the environment.
1: Yeah, it was and-
0: against the environment. Don't you think that someone like her should be in jail? Like, like I look at, you know, like the Great Barrier Reef. Like these are these are things. Like just getting serious for a second. Yeah, looking at the wallabies and the koalas and things like that. You're just going. the The level of neglect is criminal. Well,
3: well, there's a growing global movement to create this crime. An international crime of ecocide, and of course we should bloody have a crime of ecocide. Yes. And what I'm temp- what I hope we can do in this parliament is um, build a build a case to say, well, look, even if we don't have the crime of ecocide officially on the books from today, we're going to say we're going to make it retrospective to yes. the first of July, twenty twenty two, and anybody who engages in ecocide after this, when we get the statute on you're going to jail for a very long period of time. That's what I think we should do.
0: I love it. And and you know why I love it? Because I reckon this gives the Greens the ability to become the party of law and order.
3: We are the only <laughs> conservative party, and I do, wouldn't say this normally in public, the only conservative <clears throat> party in the bloody parliament, because we actually don't want to see our ecosystems collapse. We actually don't want to see the planet cook itself and and mm. all these people who paint themselves as, you know, wanting to keep traditional values and conservatives, mm. bugger that. Like, they've got this kind of reckless abandonment destruction model. And mm. um, and I, I can't even – I can't work out how people with enormous amounts of wealth and privilege at the moment, which a lot of their supporters have, are willing to be so reckless with their future. I mean, if well, you just want to retain your own wealth and privilege, fucking the planet over is a really bad way of doing that.
0: What What has interested me is – that there's there are key decision makers, and you look at the history of especially the climate crisis. There have been these key moments where actual people, like identifiable people, have made decisions to destroy the planet. You know, <laughs> to cover up a climate report dating back to the 1970s, right? Like, like, and and it's not. It's not just the forces of capitalism. It's actual specific people who you could actually jail, right? And I just wonder whether, it, yeah, if you have a sort of ecocide crime thing where there's just a possibility that you might get caught and go to jail, it might just change the calculations of those people who are, let's face it, all about calculating. You know? Yeah,
3: I'm not, I'm not actually joking about ecocide. It, it, no. It's actually what we should do, and we no, should be in. And say, even if it's not the law now, when it becomes the law, this is Mm. the date. So if you're a minister, if you're sitting in a corporate board, if you're making these policy decisions, just have a think about it. You know, just have a think about it. Put this, as you say, as part of your risk matrix. Yes,
0: yes, exactly. So the last thing, um, what is the worst thing that's happening at the moment in Australia? What's the one thing that Labor should be doing at the moment that they're not doing yet?
3: It, it's tempting to say they haven't yet abolished Centrelink and they're continuing to police the poor in a really crappy kind of way. But I think, you know, on the climate point of view, the fact that they haven't pulled the public funding to open the Beetaloo Basin and to frack the Beetaloo Basin in the face of opposition from traditional owners, in the face of all we know about the climate, the fact that there's still tens of millions of dollars actively going in... To, to destroy that part of the planet and through doing that, destroy connection that traditional owners have and cook the planet. The fact that that's still happening today, we've got a new parliament, we've got a new government, and the funding is still going to do that. I think i put that as, that's, that goes on, the, that goes on the, just the trophy shelf for steps towards ecocide.
0: To understand that decision-making from Labor, is that, to do with Queensland politics, is there? There's a state election coming up, isn't there?
3: Well, there's a Victorian election coming up in November. Then yeah. there's a March New South Wales election next oh, year. Yeah. They're the, they're the but, two that are coming.
0: But up. surely they would all they'd all want climate change policies, wouldn't they? Like, well, think, what I,
3: what like we just got three Greens MPs elected in the lower house of Queensland, running on yeah. an overt climate social yeah. justice. Policy, right? And, and we took two spots from um, the Libs and one spot from Labor mm. running on a climate justice, social yeah. justice platform. It goes to show if you've got a bit of courage and you're willing to speak to your principles and stick by your principles, that Labor could actually deal with the climate mm. and win elections at the same time, and that includes in Queensland.
0: Yeah, but I heard that those three Queensland Greens, they did this enormously, you know, three-year-long actually get involved in your community, run soup kitchens, help out the people for three years. That sounds like a lot of work to to get up those policies. Like, I don't know. It might not be worth it. Well,
3: not only not only is it a good way of making people realise that politics can actually be about connections and be about real and people can actually be a politician and care. So Mm, it kind of reinvigorates your belief in politics. Mm. But it's a bloody good way of winning seats, as it turns out. <laughs> as you found care, out. Yeah. Like, working in the long term mm. in your community and showing you care. <laughs> turns out, who would have thought, <laughs> that's a nice way of winning winning seats. Mm. And that might be better than getting a $5 million donation from a fossil fuel corporation. It actually might be a better long-term way of doing politics.
0: Well, thank you for helping being part of our Let's Solve the World's Problems week uh, uh, on the Chaser Report. Um, and uh, good luck in Parliament. Yeah, cheers,
2: Charles. Thanks. None of the medical advice contained in the Chaser Report should legally be considered medical advice.
1: The Chaser Report. Well, Charles, you certainly solved the problem of netting a podcast episode for today. Yes. Thank you very much. And I didn't have to do anything.
0: Yeah, and tomorrow we've got uh, Dr David Smith. He, yes. He's going to talk all about, well, Trump's in trouble, mm. Biden's in trouble, They're America's in trouble. They're all in trouble, yeah. It's, it's
1: all doomed. Yeah. It's, It's like Game of Thrones, but there's no winner is how it's looking over there (laughs) at the moment.
0: And that's tomorrow. Our gear is from Road Microphone.
2: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're part of the ACAST Creator Network. See you tomorrow.